0: Hey guys, you're listening to the Couplings Fire Podcast.
1: Here's a couple of things you might need to know, or maybe you just forgot. I'm Chris. And I'm Taylor.
0: We are married.
1: And we're both firefighters.
0: Join us as we talk anything and everything fire related.
1: We don't claim to be experts. We're just two people who love to talk fire. And everything we say are our own opinions.
0: Our goal is to inspire anyone listening to take the steps to better their department however they can.
1: Let's get on the episode. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. So, we don't have anything interesting to talk about before this episode, so we're just going to get into it. How about that?
0: Yeah. let's (laughs) Let's just go for it and see what happens, because our lives have been boring tonight, so we don't have anything fun to talk about.
1: Yeah. Working on the house,
0: blah. Kicking
1: Chris's butt and we golf, but you know there's that.
0: (laughs) I don't stand a chance in that game.
1: Hold on, we said we weren't gonna talk about anything. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So tonight we are talking. uh, Be prepared.
1: Be no. Can you do it? You're much better at it than me. Well, no, not right now.
0: I'm not in character right now.
1: You're not in character.
0: I'm sure it'll happen before the night's out. Okay.
1: (laughs) You guys are all thinking it. Yeah. Okay, so, we know you're all thinking it. So just wait. It's be prepared for the the, the coup of the century here. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: So yeah, this one actually, believe it or not, did not stem from Disney, but it ties very well into
1: Taylor's Disney fetish. Fanatics. Love. Fetish. Obsession. Not really fetish. That's weird. <laughs>
0: Anywho, um, I actually came up with this episode because it all kind of stems back to uh, my my youth in the Boy Scouts, and the older I get, the more I realize that a lot of the Boy Scout stuff that I grew up getting taught and all that kind of stuff, how much it actually helps out in life and long story short this was one that i think applies directly to the fire service amongst many things but anyway (laughs) so tonight is be prepared and if you don't know the disney reference it is from lion king and that is from scar and the hyenas i don't know is that the song is just called be prepared yeah all right so be prepared in the fire service in the fire department, what do you think of? What what comes to mind?
1: Well, immediately what comes to mind is, honestly, making sure you have the right tools for the job is what comes to mind first. So making sure, and to me specifically, it's like, what do you have in your turnouts? I know it sounds weird, because I don't know if that's where we're going with this. This is unscripted, by the way. But, <laughs> you know, we have no talking points for this at all. But that's where it goes right away for me, is like, Immediately, gut instinct, brain instinct, be prepared. What do you have on you? Right? Do you have the stuff that you'd need in a situation apart from the stuff you're going to get off the truck? You know, are you equipped to handle whatever comes your way? Yeah. Yeah, basically. And I don't know why I went that direction instead of other directions first, but that's just where my brain immediately goes to.
0: I think that's a good direction to go with it, though. I mean... Time travel back here being in the Boy Scouts.
1: Be do. Um, no, <laughs>
0: um Timey wimey
1: Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Um so going back in time here in the Boy Scouts, that is the scout motto is to be prepared. And basically our scout leaders were like you know, you guys got to be prepared for anything that comes at you. So if we go on, on a camping trip, you're, you're prepared for everything. And we're like, there's no way. I mean, you can't be prepared for everything. We can't take everything with us. And so the whole lesson that was taught through this was uh, there's basically two. There's be prepared for, like, the situation that you're going into. So, like, if we were going camping, you know, what situations would you commonly run into there Mm -hmm. and are you prepared for those and then after that is you know if you're prepared then you start learning the skill of being resourceful and being able to deal with problems um, thinking outside the box and being prepared to just be resourceful and do what you can with what you can that prepares you for whatever you might come across with some problems you might be able to figure out 100 some problems might be a temporary solution but they might get you through that situation yeah so that's kind of where this all stems from and and the more i gain experience in life the more i realize how useful that is that's the general outline of this episode so the fire service time and time again i hear is just full of a bunch of ingenuity and unique thinking and people that can make something from nothing. You know, we we are the people that the public calls on when they have a problem, and we may not have a solution for it, but we're still the ones that they call. You know, and I hear time and time again of how, um, we go outside the box to fix problems that aren't necessarily our problems to fix, but we're the ones that create the solutions for them. We're very creative thinking people. We're very um, find a solution, get it done, kind of brained people. Would you agree?
1: Yes. So when I, I think that whenever somebody has a problem that they need fixed, and the city doesn't have another box that it fits in for the other departments. The fire department gets called, yeah. <laughs> no I matter mean, what it is. I mean, you just gotta
0: look at what the fire department started out doing and what we do
1: now. I That's mean, so they
0: much. used to be just simply putting out fires. Yeah, I mean that. Used and to I still be think that department.
1: should be first and foremost. But there's so many other emergencies, or even non-emergencies, that the fire department goes to. Yeah.
0: Well, now we have
1: hazmat. We have. Uh, Extrications, car wrecks, and stuff. Extrications, car wrecks. Grain bins stuff. Yeah, grain
0: bins, rescues, EMS, um, mass casualties.
1: Water rescue.
0: Uh, yeah. Mass weapons, mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. I mean, we cover friggin' everything. Everything. I mean, it's it's ridiculous what we do now. And this random note here. The other thing that makes me think of being resourceful and creative is. Look how many tools that the fire service has because we needed a tool for a specific job, and now we we make them. You know, the fire service makes them now because we created it and said, hey, we need this tool for this specific job, and now we have it, you know? That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm making sense. Do you
1: have any specific in mind that you're thinking of when you say that, though?
0: Um... Not really specifically, but...
1: I'm thinking of, like, a drywall hook.
0: Yeah, drywall hooks, trash hooks. Well, I'm sure the New York hook isn't anything that a normal, average person would probably use.
1: No, probably not. Halligan you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, Thermal camera has uses other places, but, you know, there is a... <laughs> There's a good use for it in the fire service for specific. Or means maybe
0: it was seen somewhere else and the fire service took it in because they've seen the usefulness of it. You know?
1: Actually I'm pretty sure that's where the thermal camera came from. It came from other uses. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I heard that either from somewhere that that uh it, the fire service adopted the thermal camera from other places. Right. Well, yeah. that you know.
0: But so, um Anyway, what I really want to hit in on this episode, though, is to be prepared for what you're going into. So every day, if you're running on an engine, you know, and you're in charge of, you know, helping out with medical, extrication, house fires, you know, like you are saying before, what do you carry in your turnout gear? Is it going to get you through a, a basic day of work with, you know maybe a few complications but nothing too crazy you know mm-hmm. is, is that going to get you through are you prepared for that daily the daily duties you know are you carrying that around with you um and then the next thing is is do you know how to think outside your box if you have a problem um that you don't have the tools for um say you're on an ems call and you need to get a I don't know a cot down a off a porch for instance because i i did this here you know we didn't have enough people to actually lift the cot down the steps but it was a straight drop off from the porch to the ground
1: okay so if you you,
0: you went beside the steps well basically how it works is you when you load the cot in the ambulance you hook one side then you pick the other side up and retract the wheels and it goes in you know Mm -hmm. we basically did that in reverse coming off the porch so we took we put the car all the way down pulled it off the porch put the wheels down and off we went oh know? nice so we didn't have the people but we could still think outside that box and be creative and resourceful to solve that problem of a hey, we don't have enough people to actually get this accomplished so let's figure out a way to do it mm-hmm. you know and it's just i really don't know that i have a whole lot of talking points on this honestly it's <laughs> just it's something that I think definitely needs to be a part of the fire service. And I think if you don't have that mindset, we need to find a way to start teaching people to think that way.
1: Yeah. I, I think I have a little bit different way of thinking about this than you do. Okay, go for it. I, I'm all open here. Um, so, continuing on to a new spectrum of being prepared. So, one way I've been thinking about this while we've been talking is... You know, being prepared with types of calls you may have to go on even if they aren't your norm. You know, so being prepared for those high-risk low-frequency events but that are more likely to happen in your area. So, I mean, it's just it's just a generalized, you know, just making sure that you go over either planning for it or... Um, you know, if you if you have a chance to go do a like a tour or something, you know, for these places or do a pre-plan, you know, doing that type of stuff to have to have a pre-plan to be prepared for these events that could happen in your area that, like I said, higher school frequency, but are are able to happen in your area. They could happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. And yeah, pre-planning is a great way to be prepared Um, doing walkthroughs, stuff like that. Also, on the other hand, you have your technical training. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. your your skills, your, um, a lot of people, you know, when I listen to to podcasts and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, are you pulling your lines every day? Are you doing, are you putting in your reps? You know, if you're in charge of, uh, forcible entry, do you know how to get through every door? Can you get through a bank (laughs) vault (laughs) door? Probably not that one, but... I mean, you know, have you trained to that worst case scenario where everything else is just easy, you know, yeah. and training to worst case scenarios is probably the best way to be prepared because it's going to be some of the worst stuff that you go through. And if that's all you do in training, everything else is going to be easy. It's going to be
1: so easy.
0: And along with that, kind of with that, you know, being prepared mindset and being uh, resourceful, if you find good ways to deal with that worst case scenario you know um, whether it's learning a new skill um, such as like packing hose or something like that as you're going through a structure that will definitely help you out in those weird situations maybe it's not your worst case scenario but maybe you're just in a situation where that skill specifically is just going to help you out but yeah uh, you know keeping your mind open learning new skills because you never know when those skills maybe it's just one of those freak events where um like i said packing hose, uh, learning that skill of moving extra hose with you as you go through a house to mm-hmm. make bends and turns and stuff like that if you're training that in a really tight small quarters training building when you get into a large house it's gonna be so much easier but maybe you have to go to the very back of the house and then up the stairways back to the front of the house you know and then all of a sudden it clicks you know oh, I can pack hose, you know, and that's going to help you get all the way to the back and then still have the extra hose to go upstairs to the front bedroom, you know. Okay. It's just little skills that you can keep learning and things like that to help that resourcefulness.
1: Before you go on, do you want to explain what packing the hose is or tell people how to find out what it is?
0: Um, packing hose is, um, I learned it at fire school probably a couple of years ago now um and the burn trailer that we did you had to go from it was basically a shipping container that was split up into rooms and you kind of had to zigzag through it but the only way to get enough hose to the other side of the trailer without getting a pinched on stuff was packing hose so what you did is actually when you got um, into your first room because you only had in this case you had two corners you got the fire knocked down in the first room and then you and your partner would actually pull in extra hose and kind of loop it around that room. Mm-hmm. So you had like an extra, you know, 15 foot of hose. And that was able to get you to the next room. And then you could pack hose into that room and make your advance to the next room. So instead of pulling, constantly pulling hose around corners.
1: But if you once you got into the second room, you'd still have to pull extra in from the outside through that first room.
0: Right, yeah. But you could, pe- you could pack that extra room in so you can make that attack. And that would give you time to reset, pack a little more hose. So that okay. way you had the hose. You weren't pulling straight from the outside, you were actually pulling from the last room that you're in then. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I guess that
1: was for the listeners and for me. Yeah. <laughs> so if so, I'm so, going to be a little bit selfish here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the example I used was actually a fire that we went on years ago is, you know, our stairway was in the back of the house and we had a fire upstairs. And basically when you went through the house, the dining room was in the back. Well, the dining room is a pretty big room. So I was actually able to pack probably 20 or 30 extra foot of hose in that dining room and be able to have that 30 30 feet of extra hose to go straight up the stairs. And we didn't have to pull it around a corner, trying to get all the way from the front door to the back. And I mean, it just, it helped out a lot. So uh, learning new skills, keeping up on training, pulling hoses, being efficient on what you do is a great way to be prepared mm-hmm. walkthroughs like you're saying walkthroughs pre-plans I mean all that stuff's great for being prepared and knowing the other part of pre-planning is knowing what resources you have
1: yeah and there's no way to be 100% prepared for every little thing that happens but you can always have a good basis for stuff especially stuff that is more likely to happen in your area um, we've talked about this before on other podcasts too just you know to to kind of pick and choose like what you think are the most likely things to happen in your area you know if you do it there if you have it there it could happen kind of thing so you know make sure that you're prepared for those all those things not just what you go to 24 7. right yeah so you want to really be training on those high risk low frequency events just to make sure that you are up to snuff if that ever happens um, just because those are the stuff that you're going to, you, you could lose a lot on and you don't want to, let's say a firefighter goes down or let's say there is a victim inside or let's say your nursing home does get, you know, caught on fire or something, you know, it, those are things you could lose a lot on and you don't want to be caught without a plan for right. this.
0: Yeah, exactly. You will at least want to have some sort of a plan. Yes. You know, and to explain the being resourcefulness side of it. Uh, maybe a little bit better here and this isn't a prime example for the fire service but when I was in college my roommate wanted to change a wall on his bike and we did it out in the parking lot of our, our, of our apartment building and basically we got his old bike all set up to change a wall and everything like that found out we didn't have the right size socket to get the actual drain plug out of it of course, we could have went to the store and bought another socket, but we didn't want to do that. Um, Basically, just started going through different resources we had just within our little tool kits that, you know, we had in our vehicles, stuff like that. And we actually ended up using the the four-way or the lug wrench Mm -hmm. to get his oil drain plug off, which was way too big, but the socket was on the right size. You know, it was just one of those random tools that we had. And it worked. <laughs> we got the job done. You know, we had all the other tools to do it, but it's just collecting those resources and going, okay, what can I what can I work with here? You know, what's going to fit? So um, as far as the fire service goes, this probably isn't a prime example, but, you know, what if uh, your hydrant wrench broke? What else can you use to open that hydrant up?
1: That's a good thought. If you have a toolbox in your truck, you could use a wrench if it's big enough.
0: Yeah, but if you got a crescent wrench... Or a big adjustable wrench? Well, that's what I
1: meant. Like, but are those going to be big enough? It's not
0: recommended by the city. Well, yeah, but are those going to be
1: big enough to go around the tops of those hydrants? Yeah, like a
0: big crescent one.
1: Okay. I guess it depends on what you expect to come into. Or, what, like, if maybe they're on there just to work on the trucks, and that's why they're in there.
0: Yeah.
1: But you could use them for that. Is there? Do you have something else in mind, or?
0: No, I, like I said, it may not be a great example, because I don't have an answer except for a big crescent wrench. But maybe... Maybe the solution is, is if your hydrant wrench breaks, you got a second truck there. Maybe you have that resource that you have a second truck that has another hydrant wrench on it. Or maybe the plan is to just forget that hydrant and go hit the next one.
1: Could you have your hydrant top? Could, I don't know if it could. Wrap webbing around a couple times. Stick in a pole or like a tool or something like that, twist that to tighten it up, and then turn that?
0: It's a possibility. I don't know. Like I mean, you need to, You
1: need to create tension. I'm like, well, but we might, be, but... You need
0: to create enough friction on there. Mm-hmm. It, not. it depends on how tight it is, but, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely a good thought. I, maybe it'll work. Maybe it <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, kind of the other part of that, like you're saying, is know what you have in... On, you know, in your gear, know what tools you have on your truck, yeah. Um, and the more you can think of, and the more creative ways you can learn to think, the more you can problem solve and be prepared for whatever you run into.
1: Now, this is a thought to this because some people might listen to this and be like, You're telling them to carry everything in their pockets and blah blah, blah and like be prepared for everything. I don't like having a lot of stuff in my gear. I don't know about you, Chris, but I, I really don't like a lot of stuff weighing, weighing me down or getting tangled because like, especially if I were to need something in the heat of the moment or inside, I don't want a lot of falling out, right? I want to know that I have my few tools or things in there that I know and that I know where they're at to be able to grab and use. Um, so that's the way I work and I think it's good to like find a couple things that like are staple to how you do things and what you would want to have on the scene how do you work Chris?
0: Mm, i I try not to put too much in my pockets. It's kind of the same mindset though you know what do I use the most of? Mm-hmm. you know what do I use on my typical job? Um, second, what tools can I get the most use out of mm-hmm. or make the most use out of? Snagger tool. <laughs> Snagger, like my bow ring. Your Snagger tools are multi-purpose tool. Yeah. My bow ring's a multi-purpose tool. You can do a lot with it. So it's one tool that can do a lot of jobs. Um, I do know a lot of firefighters that carry around like a multi-tool plier setup. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Swiss Army knife or something like yeah. that. Um, those tools are great because you can carry one tool, but you can have multiple things out of it. Yeah. You know, um, those are the tools that I kind of look for um so i don't have to carry around a lot of stuff i'm kind of in the same situation you after a long day of being in your gear that extra five pounds adds up pretty fast you know mm-hmm. or if you're just doing work you are just dragging extra weight around or things are falling out and you're losing them anyway you know it's just it's not a good deal but yeah obviously you can't be prepared 100% for everything and i don't want you to drag everything around because it's just it's ridiculous you get wear out it wore out every day but Learn to use the most with what you have and to think outside that box. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to it. I just think it's something that uh, a lot of people haven't learned to think that way. And I don't know how, but I kind of got that ability to think like that and just start putting things together. If I got a problem, I'm going to solve it. Now, what do I have in the back of my truck? Or what do I, was I gonna have say... playing around on scene? Um... Oh, well, I was
1: going to say, like, in personal vehicles, too, and stuff like that. Like, you think of, like, okay, what do you have in your car to take care of things? You know, like, I have a first aid kit in my car. You know, I have jumper cables. I actually have a high-vis vest. You know, I have several things in my car to kind of help me out. You know, what are some things I probably should have in my car? Well, number one, I should have a tourniquet. I still haven't gotten a tourniquet in there. But I should probably have a tourniquet in my car somewhere, right? Um, You should, you know, like, what other things should you have... Not just on the fire scene, but even personal life. Kind of with you, around you, for different things to help you out. Or things that are more or less that may make or break a situation. So like, let's go back on the tourniquet here really quick. If I'm alright to, to take this tangent. Go for it. That's something that could make or break that situation. Jumper cables could make or break that situation. First aid kit could make or break that situation. High vis vest not going to really make or break that situ- situation, but I kind of like having it in there, you know? Like, blanket or... Because I know I keep either a blanket or a... Uh, a sleeping bag. Sleeping bag in, in my car in the wintertime. Just in case. Because what if I break down and I really need an extra warmth, you know? And it's something easy to throw in the back of my car that doesn't take up much space, right? You know, so I, I keep stuff with me that is going to either keep me alive or keep someone else alive or, like, really help out in a situation for something. But I'm not going to have two cases of water back there. You know, like, I'm not going to have an extra set of clothes. I'm not going to have, you know, frivolous stuff. Even if water's not frivolous, I'm not going to have things like that. That's not going to make a rickett situation. You know, you're only going to be prepared to to a certain point. Right. To to get other help there, basically. But...
0: Kind of the thing I was thinking about is you were saying vehicles and stuff like that. Um, You know, if you're doing extrication or autos work and stuff like that, say you need a jack. And um, you can get the jack out of the fire truck. uh, You can't find the handle. What else can you use for a handle on that jack? You know. uh, Pry bar,
1: broom handle.
0: Pry bar, broom handles, tire irons things like that i mm-hmm. mean like just start thinking okay what kind of does the same concept as whatever i'm missing or yeah whatever's broken you know um the, for instance you know if you're out in the winter flowing water and things get icy you can put uh kitty litter kitty litter down yeah on that ice that way no one's slipping and falling mm-hmm. i mean you can put Floor dry on it does the same thing, you know, whatever's cheaper at the time. But (laughs) uh, it's just something, you know, heck, you can take gravel from the side of the road if you have gravel on your road and put it on the ice. You're using multiple different things to do the same thing. And it's just that's what being resourceful is. It's just whatever is at your fingertips, how can you make it work?
1: I think this is kind of two different topics, which isn't a bad thing that's getting blended together. But being resourceful and being prepared, go hand in hand, but they're two different things.
0: Yeah, like you can be prepared for as much as you can, but the other half of being prepared, since you can't prepare 100% for everything, Mm -hmm. the next best thing is to be resourceful and be able to problem solve. Be a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, it's still not going to get you 100%, but if you can learn to be prepared for most stuff that you're going to run into in a good way in a practical way be resourceful for what you can be and then the rest you know you've done what you can
1: yeah (laughs) pre-plan
0: plan plan, um, train learn skills do as much as you can to be prepared and in doing so you'll help your customers out and citizens and be a better firefighter
1: It's funny how you say customers. I think you've heard me do business stuff way too long. When you say customers, about the citizens, but (laughs)
0: citizens are your customers. They are your
1: customers. (laughs)
0: They
1: so. They're the ones who pay for everything. They are. No matter how you, no matter how you look at it, whether it's career or volunteer, they're the ones who pay for everything.
0: That's right. Anyway, um, this one. This one's gonna be short one. This one is gonna be a really short one. Like like I said though, it's it's not a huge topic. It's pretty basic. But I definitely think it's an important part of being a firefighter because we are, like we said at the beginning, you know, we get called on on a lot of stuff that just may not necessarily be our problem, but we still got to figure out a way to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the American Fire Service. So
1: that's the fire service anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> it's
0: just uh, you know, and like I said at the beginning, you know, look how many tools we have now versus what we used to have. If you think you got an idea for a tool that's going to work, try it. I mean, what's the harm? (laughs) If you got something in mind that's going to make your job easier, why not try it? Be creative. Think outside that box and go for it. Try it out. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you haven't lost anything except a little bit of effort. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It just reminds me of the slam again. I can't yeah. believe you told me about that. You brought it up in an episode, and I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: Chicago Fire Slam again.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: But, it, I mean, in retrospect, it's a really good example of being resourceful, though, or being creative.
1: Well, yeah, but you could totally do that on your own anyways oh, yeah. without Absolutely. a big Absolutely. tool. I'm just saying. Absolutely. But,
0: <laughs> but you know, it, it is a pretty good example of, uh, we, you know... If this job, quote unquote, takes two people, let's find a way to do it with one person. You know.
1: Yeah, you can do it with one person without creating a slam again, though. I but I understand <laughs>
0: the, the concept is still there. You know, um, it's like a lot of hose loads. You know, yeah. if if you got a hose load that takes three people to lay out. Let's be let's be creative. Let's be thinking. Let's try to develop a hose load that takes one person, mm-hmm. makes everything else more efficient, and, yeah. and that big problem of not having enough, you know, staffing being being short-staffed and stuff like this. You know, you've, you've solved another problem in the process. You know? Well,
1: we all wish you we weren't slow. Well, yeah, I, okay, but, You understand. Yeah, what I'm <laughs> I do.
0: I mean, if you guys have examples of this, some of the stuff that you've done, and and or if you got questions on, you know, hey, what what do you think we can do here or something like that just uh, definitely message us hit me up whatever I don't care just I'd be more than happy to put in my two cents at least so yeah I don't know yeah this is definitely gonna be a short one
1: so, so then, since this was a short one can, can we get the Scar impersonation
0: <laughs> I don't know if I can do it right now why I don't know because of don't have his voice in my head. Be prepared.
1: Perfect. There you go. Thank you. I was anyway. waiting for it.
0: Uh, thank you guys for listening.
1: We hope we enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this short little one for you guys. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good night. Good day. Whatever time you're listening to this. And see you later.
1: And see you later. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it.
1: Be sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to us.
0: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Fire Podcast.
1: See you next time.